Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. We're celebrating the day. What's up, everybody? I am Doug Wagner. Big celebrations today. Listen, my name is Marcus Destin, but nobody gives a damn about that. Okay, listen. Huge, big celebrations today. Big, big celebrations. You are giddy today. Like, just downright excited. Listen, this is what happens when you put things into the into your environment you know yeah. what i'm saying positive reinforcements yeah gonna, i'm taking credit for all of this okay because quite frankly right. we did this films of black and white is the reason for oh yeah this happening yep and we will get to that this in the news um in the news segment when we get to that uh, but because it's a big day and it's an exciting day <laughs> Especially for Marcus. Ooh, so, yes. um, oh God, that air horn. Is <laughs> <out there. laughs> it's, it's doing its job. You know what I'm which saying? Is, which is exactly what it's for. It's doing but, its job. But Marcus, yes. we are uh, slowly <laughs> like bears in springtime coming out of hibernation that is isolation from COVID. Yeah. How are you feeling? You're getting out into the world again. How are things going? No, I'm not getting out into the world. I'm okay, going home. Right. <laughs> I'm going. I'm helping my parents move. Uh, I go to Walmart occasionally, and I go back home. Um, oh, that's by it. the way, uh, this week was the week of run-ins from the Wagner family with Marcus. It Absolutely. Like, I saw you there, I think, yep. twice. My wife saw you there once. Yep. We just it, kept seeing you, which is we, fine. We, uh, me and Brittany had this weird, um, we had this weird moment of like peeking at each other because like when everybody yeah. wears their mask, nobody knows who's who, and it's like, um, yeah. So like, comic books were on to something because it was like you put a mask on, and oh yeah, apparently nobody could tell what this, nobody could tell who's who because she like yeah. stopped. And I was like, is that Britney? I said, that looks like Britney, but I don't know. And it was, and I saw Doug, he was like in a rush trying to like, he like he was about to grill or something. And I was yep. like, yeah, it looked like you're in a rush. And and then I went by the house and then we went to do like a whole nother project. Outside yeah. of it. So, We've seen a lot of each other over the course of this past week. We have, I think this is my slow introduction into uh, the real, Doug is probably the only person outside of Brooke and um, my parents that I think that I've been <laughs> like interacting with in the in the quarantine. You know sure. what I'm saying? So, yep. um, but you know, I'm not liking it. I'm scared as hell. Um, yeah. I heard China ha- is having their second wave of coronavirus yep. already, like affected mm-hmm. like over 100 million. So I don't know if it's too soon. I do know it is too soon. Um, but people are getting stir crazy, and if you don't let them out, there's going to be a riot. And so I don't know what to take. I feel like everybody's going to start coming back to work around June-ish. And yeah, June, maybe... June 1 is when we go back. So Oh, really? Really? Yeah, oh, so man. campus will be a little bit more plugged into people, places, and things on June 1. So that's mm-hmm. that's coming. And I, and I kind of agree with you. I, I, I am one of those people who's starting to get stir-crazy and starting to go out um, a little bit more because the gym opened up on Friday mm-hmm. um, with some restrictions in place. Did um, you go? Yeah, and I have been this week. Okay. So yeah. it's only nine people allowed in a class at a time, and classes are shortened, and we're wiping everything down. And yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I, I feel safe doing it, but there is also this this kind of thought in the back of my head of like, what if? So, yeah. um, but it is nice just to kind of get a glimpse of the routine back. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be perfect, and it's not going to be 
100%, but it's nice to get a little bit of the routine back. I still think that people need to be safe and we need to be smart. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to go into a store, I'm going to wear a mask and I'm going to yeah. wash my hands. I'm going to wipe all my groceries down, like all that stuff I'm still going to do. But mm-hmm. um, it is nice to get some version of a routine back. And I, I want to say something. They probably don't listen to this podcast because all of our Faithful Five listeners are good people and they are great people. Okay? You know what? Uh, and we're going to start calling them that. The faithful, faithful five. The faithful five. Until you get into a successful six or a, a sublim or a, a superb seven. Yep. Um, but you know we we'll have something for you as yep. we grow until yep. we hit like ten, and then after that y'all just gonna get hats that just like like that just have the number five on them. Yeah, there you go. Like yep. the like SNL, like the you know the five timers club. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, kind of like that. But to everybody on the outside, I watched the video of this lady coughing on somebody deliberately. Because she couldn't sit at a table for social distancing. Stop doing stupid shit. Like, right. I don't understand for the life of me. How entitled do you feel? And this isn't even like, it's not even necessarily a race thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Because yep. I would, I, like, not that I would love to. I would say that, oh, it's just white people. But it's not. Because somebody broke up a, a, a party that was like a, a block party. Um, and it was like, they weren't they weren't the cops got stuff thrown at them because they were they were breaking up the social distancing thing they weren't obliging by the rules the people weren't um but like stop doing stupid shit like y'all making things extremely harder than they have to be but coughing on somebody deliberately while they're trying to tell you like hey i'm practicing social distancing right. is stupid as hell like really the dumbest thing and i for well, the life then, of me can't understand why you do it well and then there's that other thing that's just like karma's kind of a bitch like she just she'll catch up with you at some point in time and the the best example of that is you remember when this all started happening and the NBA was just making their decision. And I feel like it was somebody, I can't remember his name and I don't remember what team, but uh, in his dinner, was it Rudy Gray? It might've been, but he was basically, <laughs> he basically was in his press conference and he like put his hands all over the table and like coughed on the mics as he walked out. Cause he was like, it's not a big deal. Then not two days later, they're like, He's tested positive for the yes. coronavirus. Like, not just him. It's, it's his team. It's his got entire team. Too. So part of me is like, look, if you want to go ahead and tempt fate like that and tempt karma like that, please go nuts. Um, nature has a way, to, a way of weeding out stupid. <laughs> so if you want to be the person who's going to be the jackass who's coughing on somebody in a store because – you can't sit at this table because people are trying to take precautions for the good of everybody else. I'll never understand it. Yeah, I'll never I, understand I, I don't either. So. And, and, I, and I get like everybody's a little bit on edge, but I wish people would just be, I don't know, like kind. Like I, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. Like be a normal person. Yes. Like if you wouldn't, I would never in a million years cough on somebody if I were at Corona or not, Corona or not, like I'm not going to cough in somebody's face to make my point. So I feel like if it's like, if you wouldn't do it now, if restrictions weren't in place and this weren't a thing, like you definitely shouldn't do it. So I don't know. I just don't understand it. And I'm with you on that one. So. It's, yeah, people are just being stupid, but yeah. on a lighter note, welcome to another episode of films on black and white with and a, with, and I'm white. <laughs> and don't forget our political side of extra. We we don't we, with a dash of politics. Right. Yeah. Black and white. You know what it is? Films in black and white is a shot of tequila with a politics lime chaser. There it's you go. A little bitter, and you're not really gonna like it. Yep. Uh, you're gonna have to deal with it. 
in order to prepare in order to enjoy everything else like a nice we're a nice margarita we are ebony and ivory margarita and politics are the salt around the rim and you know you taste it but it's also necessary for the (laughs) shit we gotta get done so (laughs) if one of our faithful five wants to create a recipe for a black and white margarita i will gladly i will gladly create a facebook live of me trying to make it from home i would love that don't make it black you can make it. it's easier to make it white. Yeah. Don't I don't know if I drink a black As margarita. is with everything. Just black <laughs> is bad, white is yeah. good. Oh, what else is new? You know what? I want to make it black because that's the person I am. You know what? Why, why do we have to only drink white things? Inclusiveness. Right. Bitch on everybody. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> as we as you casually, oh yeah, well. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, Marcus, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Anything in particular jumping out at you? Oh, I got some dope ass shit. Hold on, stay right there. Okay. Fuck. Okay. I almost forgot. Okay, so I don't know what he's gonna get. So get some comic books. I have was blessed enough to pick up some things, right? Okay. Some very special things, collecting things. Some people sent me some stuff, right? Okay. Um, these are just a few. I didn't grab all of them. Okay. The very first comic book I've ever read, The Death of Superman. All right. Right. So for those of you that can see, super special. I remember the very first comic book that got me into comic books. I remember going in my uncle's um, closet, yeah. reaching in. He had this big box of comics. This was the very first thing that I pulled out was all right. um, The Death That's of really Superman. Cool. Very, very super. So I also got the Reign of Superman collection as well. But um, the doper part is Marvel has this variant, hip hop variant covers, right? Okay. So you and I talked about these last week, I think. We did talk about these last week. This is the first one, Invincible Iron Man. And uh, the album cover is 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. That's an awesome cover. I love that. This one is uh, T'Challa, Black Panther. And this one is uh, the Black Album by Jay-Z. Oh, I love that one. And then this one is J. Cole. It's a Nova, but it's the J. Cole cover of Born Center for J. Cole. So when you got a chance, go look those up. These are just some of the things that I have. I also got like the Reign of Superman, um, Death of a Friend, Funeral for a Friend, um, just some dope-ass shit. Like I'm going to read once, and then I'm going to frame them and hang them. Yeah, that's really cool. I love those variant covers, too. I feel like you can look at them. You can look at all of them like in like a buzzfeed article or something like yep. that we can look mm-hmm. at all of them they're super super cool yep. um we'll try and find a link so you can see them all and we'll post it in our facebook page later absolutely absolutely yeah. so yeah what about you though what have you been reading watching hearing listening to what, what else um so i have been currently watching uh the last dance which is the sort of sports documentary about michael jordan yeah, um, okay. for those of you who do not know um, and this may be an inner working into the Wagner household, but my wife is a avid basketball fan. Okay, it, yeah. She, she loves basketball, everything. And so I remember, so we were watching this and there's a clip of like 1995 or 1996 all-star team. And Brittany's like, I think I can name every player on that bench. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like she took this seriously. So we've been watching it cause I've heard it's really, really good. And it's, yeah. it's very, very interesting just from like a team dynamic perspective. And, and I mean, there's so much legendary stuff behind Michael that, that growing up we heard about and he still talked about today as one of the best 
the best basketball player of all time. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how it goes. And I'm, I'm very curious. We still have the last two episodes, nine and 10 to watch, but man, it's really good. Like it's really, yeah. really good. Are you, so, a, are you a Jordan, are you and Brittany like Jordan fans in particular, or just a fan of basketball in general? Brittany is a Jordan fan. Okay. Um, I didn't grow up watching basketball. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't my sport. I tried it for a season and never really got into it. And mm-hmm. I always knew he was really good. Like just from friends talking about him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a pair of Allen Iverson shoes. Oh, the questions? Like the Reeboks? I think when I was in sixth grade. Those are nice shoes, though. They were sweet. They were white with the red bottom. Like, they were really, really cool. Um, Anyway, so that's that's the extent of my basketball, like, fandom. Um, But – but over, I mean, I, I appreciate it from like the documentary perspective because mm-hmm. there's all of this behind the scenes stuff that like I just didn't know about, uh, mm-hmm. uh, about the drama and all the other things associated with it. So, um, yeah. I mean, from, a, it, from an organizational leadership perspective, I don't agree with the way Michael handled things. No, um, I mean, from, it sounds like from, I mean, and you can love him or hate him. I mean, his results kind of speak for himself. Um yeah as far as what he was able to accomplish. Um, I think he had a very interesting relationship with other members of his team yeah. and they all sort of love him, but it's almost to the extent of like a Stockholm syndrome. They love him. Like it was yeah. like, he was verbally abusive in practices, but that's just Michael being Michael. Like, it's yeah. like, no man, like he's being a dick. Like yeah. I think, but I mean, he brought people together and that team had great chemistry and they played really, really well together. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's been the most interesting to me is the leadership qualities in it, because there's, I mean, his, his whole philosophy, and this is kind of where I'll leave it before we get off the rails. And this is a Jordan, uh, Jordan podcast. Um, It's it's technically a film. So you're on the right path. That's that's accurate. Um, So maybe I'll spend more time on it. Um, But the way that I look at it is he, his whole thing of like, I would rather build the other people up around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that whole philosophy that he had initially of like putting his other players first Mm -hmm. to be the most successful that they can be, I think is in the right place. I think some of the behind the scenes execution stuff um, is where I would probably disagree with his leadership choices. I think his heart was in the right place and his head was in the right place. I think as far as, how that manifested itself of being ultra competitive, like even in practices. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with, but the other thing is, is that, you know, he's a competitor and they're wired different. You know what I mean? Like they are, they are some people it is, they are fixated and it is only that goal and everything else doesn't matter. Um, or only three things matter and everything else is bullshit and I have to ignore it. And so it's possible that there's maybe being nice was just one of those things where he was like, I don't have time to be nice. Like if you want to be nice, join the boy Scouts. Like I'm here to win a championship and you're either on the bus or not. So I kind of, I don't know. I kind of, I see it both ways, but yeah, I don't know. I disagree. Um, Not a fan of how he handled things. Not also not a fan of, because a lot of people are doing that. Um, He's a competitor and they, you know, Mm -hmm. he's a competitor. He's a competitor. Kobe was a competitor too, but I don't see Kobe doing a lot of the things that um, Michael did. Also, I feel like he put his team first and pushed them in order to satisfy his own needs. And then I think that's where I draw the line is who's a leader and who's really doing these things because Mm -hmm. it benefits you and makes you look good on the back end. Like, of course, the... um, 
Of course, the side effect is, oh, the team wins and we get the accolades, but nobody really talks about the team. They talk about Jordan. You right. mentioned the 96 Bulls and say, yeah, the 96 Bulls was like a championship team. But like, you know, why do you do the things you do? Because you want to see them be, right. be great or because you want to win. Like, right. which one is it? And yeah. I think that that team aspect of basketball looked very different when he went to go play baseball. And when it was just Michael, I think it kind of I think it mirrors that kind of self-discipline and that kind of stuff like that. So not a fan of how he handled things. I think that's the other, the most shocking thing, like of the documentary, the team drama, I didn't find shocking. That's just pulling the covers back on something that was already there. Mm -hmm. I think the most shocking thing was hearing about his baseball career because I I grew up watching baseball with my dad and and baseball was always a sport I enjoyed pouring myself into, still do now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Jordan, after the season he played in the minor leagues or half of the season he played in the minor leagues before the strike, the union strike, mm -hmm. he was hitting 202. Mm -hmm. what, which, does that, what does that mean? The, 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 describe that. So his batting average was 202, which means that for, you know, every fourth time he went up to bat, he got a, he record, recorded a hit. But to start his baseball career, he went on like a 15 game hitting streak where he went up and he hit at least once in those 15 games. And there are, when you talk to baseball folks, um, hitting 202 as someone who came from basketball with no professional baseball experience mm -hmm. and going, I mean, Tim Tebow could, didn't hit 202 mm -hmm. and he had a baseball background and arguably was maybe built a little bit better for baseball because football's upper body translates a little bit more than basketball does. Yeah. I mean, they were saying that had he had a full minor league season, he would have eventually made it to the major league. Like he was just able to, through his discipline and his routine and the way his brain was just wired, mm -hmm. he would have been able to overcome it. But, you know, uh, baseball went on strike and mm -hmm. he wouldn't cross the picket line and be a scab. So he basically used that as an opportunity to go back and play basketball. So yeah. um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Very so, interesting. Anyway. That was a good little tangent. Yeah. So uh, those uh, at listeners would remember from our last uh, news episode, we yeah, introduced you. A new segment. Don't don't just let me get it out. <laughs> my bad. We introduced a new a new a, a new segment to the podcast um, called Stump the Chumps. I mean, we don't really remember what we called it, uh, so that's what I'm calling it now. Um, but it's the quiz element of films in black and white, where Marcus and I read each other a quote from a movie, um, and we see if we can guess the movie, um, and if we can take it even a step further, guess the person who said it. Yeah. So, Marcus, do you want to use your little air horn? Or... That's me. Oh, okay. do we want to use the air horn? I got you. When you can, you were really excited that. about it. Actually, I'm going to use something else. <laughs> okay. There you go. All That's right. You. Awesome. Thank you. Um, do you... <laughs> you... This is gone off, this is gone off the rail. <sighs> Do you want to read your quote first, or would you like me to go first? Who went first the last time? I think you went first last time. All right, you can go first this time. Okay. All right. You ready? You ready? Are you ready? Uh, actually, I'm not. So you go ahead. Okay. And it, All, right, All right. Here we go. Are you ready for the quote? I am. The past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Uh. Jesus. Uh, past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. 
Oh, man. I have no idea. I want to say, here's what I want to say. Okay. I want to say Kung Fu Panda because this sounds like something, a theme to that movie in general. Okay. But. Yeah, man, I think you got me. I have no idea what movie that's from. It's going to piss me off when I You got to make a guess. You got to make a guess. My official guess then is Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. You are incorrect. I thought so. Incorrect. Uh, The correct movie is The Lion King. Oh, God damn it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You want to guess who said it? Give half a credit. The monkey said it. It was Rafiki. It was Rafiki. Yes. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's when he started kicking his ass with the stick. Yeah, I, I knew. Here's why I picked that one because yeah. it was a Disney movie, and I was like, "He's the last week we had something a little bit deeper. We went from uh, we what was the last last week's was um, Hannibal Hannibal Lecter. Yep, so we went from Hannibal Lecter to Disney. So I just kind of wanted to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? And I guess I just didn't watch that movie as much. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's good. God damn it, that makes me mad. I feel like <laughs> all right. Okay, you ready for mine? I am. All right. You don't really want to know. You want to be fooled. But you wouldn't clap yet because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. I have an idea. Okay. I have an, I have an idea. All right. But I feel like I'm wrong. You want me to read it again? Yeah, read it again. Okay. <laughs> you don't really want to know. You want to be fooled, but you wouldn't clap yet because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. I'm going to just make a guess. Okay. Um, I want to say now you see me. That is incorrect. Ah, fuck. Well, I, is. What is it? It's The Prestige. Oh, I've never seen The Prestige. Oh, it's such a good Is movie. that the one with Mark Wahlberg? No, that's the one with uh, like Christian Bale and Michael Caine. Oh, I've never seen that Johansson. One. Oh, I've never seen that one. I yeah, it's watch. good. Okay. Really good. And Hugh Jackman's in it, too. Yeah, very good. Ah, uh, fuck. Who says that? Michael Caine's character does. Okay. God yeah. damn, I would have never guessed that. We, so last week, we both got it right. This it week, we, we both got it wrong. <laughs> All right, cool. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's cool. Fair. Well, uh, let's get... What's up, everybody? We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. The meat and potatoes of the episode, which is our news segment. Damn right. So, you are very excited, and I want you to go first, because I want to hear you, the joy in your voice, when you give me your first piece of news. Uh, should I go first? I mean, I don't want to make you wait. It's kind of like uh, making a kid wait on Christmas to open his presents. Like, just go nuts, man. All right, here we go. Yeah! 
Ladies and gentlemen, um, just one more time. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, after after about ten episodes of fuck Josh Whedon, <laughs> and in episode eleven, it's still fuck Josh Whedon. Yep. It was announced today that Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League is going to be released in 2021 on HBO Max. Zack's original cut of this movie, the beautiful masterpiece, is going to be released in 2021 on HBO Max. I just, I just don't know what else I can say. Um, we did it. Mission accomplished. We, That's what we listen. Here's what here's what I was trying to say in the beginning of the episode. This would have not like, of course, like oh, release the Snyder cut. The hashtag was going around, and yep. of course, the fans were going crazy. That this didn't happen because of them. I'm telling you now, this happened because of us. Yep. Two because people we in South Dakota start a podcast. You know what? We put a target on Josh Whedon's back, and we say, "Hey, fuck you, Josh Whedon." The faithful five <laughs> plus Doug and I. Says fuck Josh Whedon with all the confidence in the world, okay? <laughs> and because we said it with all the confidence in the world, HBO and Warner Brothers, they heard us. Like, yep. They heard us say, they didn't hear us, they felt us. Oh, they felt yeah. the hell out of us with consent, okay? And, and, and we said, fuck you, Josh Whedon. And yep. they said, you know what? You're right. right. Fuck Josh Whedon. And now it's time for Zack Snyder's version to 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 shine okay now let me give you some news okay so they said that um earlier this year it was rumored that Zack snyder had a private viewing with um with the executives at warner brothers okay, okay. Had a private viewing with them then it was said that magically the studio switched their perspective from supergirl um a supergirl movie to just focusing back to putting superman back on the big screen 